0: train insane, or remain the same. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know who it is. Cody King, Zach Baptista, this is Fitness and Stuff. Thank you guys for coming out. Hey Zach, how you doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Another beautiful Wednesday.
0: What is this, episode five? Season three?
1: Number five. We are number five. Wow. Number five, yeah. we are moving three. quick.
0: Can't believe we're already here. Just over a month. Zach, you're looking a little different over there. I don't know if you were not able to kind of see what's going on here, but Zach's got some ink.
1: Just a little bit. Just part one. Part one of the
0: experiment. I like... It'll so look
1: better once it comes up in here, but...
0: My man, Zach's got... Skin tears underneath. He's got the muscle system. It's looking. It. It's looking nice, man. It's
1: gonna, look good. it's gonna look even better when it goes down. She's saying. She's saying something already.
0: She said something. I couldn't hear her. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's talking
1: that ish. Um, she needs to have a mobile mic on her so we can pick it up.
0: I know. Once I add, you know, Zach's about to put me through this uh, month program. We're gonna turn it into a movie. it on the YouTube be a 30-day transformation after I you know I add my weight I'm I'm thinking about getting mine man you know I want to do something very similar you know some skin tears but with some uh, you know kind of like uh, muscle or uh, like parts like uh, kind of like a little bio it's like uh, a Terminator kind of mechanical parts Kind of like with the arm, and then maybe I'll get springs if I get my hops back down on the calves, you know.
1: That'll be cool down there with the springs.
0: Yeah, maybe a little some nitro gas, little bottles, cause it's Fast and the Furious <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So when are you finishing it?
1: Uh, May third is my my second appointment to do the bottom part, and then I'll have another appointment to kind of touch up. But I mean, for what he for what we did for five hours. Pretty good for five hours, I'd say so.
0: Oh, yeah. It looks dope. I can't wait to see how it looks finished up.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for it to heal up so I don't have to feel so awkward with it right now.
0: So, Zach, do you have some merch on? Do you have a merch on
1: right now? I do, but unfortunately, this is from last season, so you can't get this no more. But there's still still some left on the site from Spring Drop. I didn't take them all off yet. I didn't take them all off yet.
0: I was wearing my red uh, tank last night when i was on the stream i saw that nice looking nice i like the white one actually better i like the thinner straps they look good
1: yeah it's not a muscle tank it's just pretty much just like a a, just a basic tank
0: so if you look under zach's name there's a website if you go there ethq239.com you'll be able to check out our merch we already have our neutrals we got some you know it's like sweatpants shorts right now got some gray ones white ones We got some face masks. We got hats. We got backpacks. We get you all dripped out.
1: I will say, I would prefer if you're going to buy something to not DM me for it because I've had like like four people ask me if they could just buy it off me, which doesn't make any sense because you get a discount if you just do it through the website. But I mean, if you don't want a discount, that's on you.
0: Save some money. I mean, if you watched the last stream or last uh, podcast, you would know that. Somewhere in that video, there's a discount code. Yep. You know, so it, it's nice to kind of check in with us. You know, you get these little perks when, here or there. But you got to go to the website. So stop DMing with this guy right here and just go down there and get some extra money.
1: I'd rather you just pay less for good stuff.
0: Yeah, man. We're trying to, we want to fit, we want to give you more gear. That's what we're trying to do. You know?
1: And hook you up. Just
0: trying to fill that closet. Well, you know, fill in closets. How the uh,
1: how the shri- how the stream go yesterday, by the way.
0: The stream went pretty well. We did uh, shot breakdowns, so there was a few individuals that reached out, and I gave some video <laughs> examples of, uh, or they gave me some video examples. I asked for some front view, some side view, so we can kind of see how the ball moves and their body positioning, and weight transfer, weight their distribution. And uh, now, I think we're gonna turn it into something. I know uh, if you were watching. There's you know two or three examples that we did last night. So if you want to kind of get an idea of what that is, check it out for yourself. It's our most recent live stream. and uh, I think we'll be end up doing that thing as like a, something we offer. So it would be you send in video, We'll edit the video. We'll send you back the edited video with voiceover recording as well. It'll be a month process, so it's a four week process every week at the end of the week we'll go through another video now what we'll reanalyze re down, same next three weeks as well and then your requirement throughout this process is just getting up 500 shots a day so as long as you're getting those 500 shots the reps should you know take care of the rest because that's all it really is when it comes to you know breaking down shooting it's just time reps repetition. over over and over and over mm-hmm. just being very conscious of the mechanics and just, you know, staying locked in, you know, throughout the, you know all those old, uh, long, tedious period of shots. It only takes like an hour, hour and a half. It's not bad. No. You know what's going to take like an hour, maybe hour and a half? Today's stream. That. Why you yeah. let it, why don't you let them know what they're getting themselves into for the next...
1: Oh, we, we got some really good information coming. You're going to want to listen to all of it. So we got a couple things. We're going to start off with life of, uh, of an athlete. So basically, an athlete at any level, we're going to go through just basically how they, how they kind of, not just live, but how they go through their days and how they kind of get ready for what they're trying to do, whether it's in basketball, or football, or whatever. So obviously, training specific, but daily life and an athlete's going to be pretty similar. So we're going to break that down just a little bit, um kind of hit some key points on that. We're going to go into some coaching cues. So this one Cody's going to be really head on to because obviously coach coach King here, he uh he's got a lot of the experience. So he's going to go through about basically everything about coaching, just kind of how he goes about it, and how people should go about it. And then we're going to go more into like the performance side of it. Maybe going to performance training versus like mechanics or form. Would you say you could say either one of them? But we're gonna kind of go versus, so some performance versus mechanic training, and just kind of go one v one on that, and just see how that goes. So we'll kind of break it down knowledge wise to kind of give you guys an idea of what um, which one's more important, which one works better, which one if you need both of them, and so on and so forth. I don't like I like these
0: topics, man. I can't wait to get into the coach and stuff. I haven't coached yeah. personally as like a head coach. I know. In a few years, I'm kind of missing it. I know Stephanie's kind of been bugging me. Might have to. I know. Might have to do some, you wanna, you wanna do some travel teams. You want to do some travel teams? That'd interested. be fun. Might be down. That'd be a lot of fun. Wonder what we could call our team. Ooh,
1: that's a tough
0: one. <laughs> Stephanie says spider, spider monkeys.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> spider monkeys? Spider
0: monkeys? That'd, that'd be a tough <laughs> No, do you remember those, have you ever seen Spy Kids?
1: Yes. Have you ever seen the one kid. where it was like
0: the island and like it had those creatures? When you yes. said Spider Monkeys, isn't that what those were? Spider Monkeys? Yeah.
1: <laughs> We'd have to find a cool logo for that though. Like a really cool logo.
0: Yeah. But, uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> spider Monkeys. Oh man, uh, that's a tough one. And she's oh so. Uh,
0: she's mad because my feet move so fast.
1: She's still beyond that. She's been Can't saying that for him. years. Call me a cock. Hey, <laughs> that cockroach has buckets. That's all I say.
0: Damn straight. All right, let's get <laughs> let, let, let's get into this. Let's get into this. So
1: yeah, let's let's go, let's go into it.
0: So I I wanted to actually reach out to Morgan on this, but unfortunately in Spain. I don't think it's uh, an adequate time. Time zones. Yeah. I don't think it's an adequate time <laughs> to be on a podcast. So unfortunately, you're going to get our takes of all this.
1: Yeah. Still is not too bad.
0: All right. You going to ask me some questions?
1: Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll let you kind of take the floor on this one just to begin with. So what? I'll start with the one thing I kind of first thing popped in my head when I thought about this topic in general. Motivation, because like consistency is like super important. There was actually another th- point in there I put in there is what the keys are with consistency. But let's just start with the motivation part. How do you stay motivated? Like, what are the things that you that would take to stay motivated throughout the process? Because you know it's like never ending; it always continues.
0: Right. I mean, as an athlete, I remember spending since. Time I started playing basketball. I mean, any type of activity, I spent time in. I really dedicated a, a huge amount of time to it. Whether it was you know four to eight hours, depending on what it was and how, how vigorous the exercise was or the activity was. But I was I was juiced up. I was always motivated. I was I'm an underdog. You know, being vertically challenged being a, you know five foot four, especially playing the game of basketball like. Five foot two. <laughs> All right, I don't know who's here to fight. How do my license says five five, so you know what <laughs> five five baby. But uh, oh, boy. but uh, I mean I had underdog motivation, and then I just took everything personal because I knew that I, I just wanted like to fuel my energy. I just wanted to go 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 because I knew I was behind by so much that if I didn't put six to eight hours in. I wouldn't make up that difference, so I wouldn't ever be where the pack was. So, like, it was. Can you (laughs) take your orange? I nailed her in the head. (laughs) She's over here scarfing up oranges on the floor right outside the webcam's vision just to talk some ish.
1: It's going to yell. Oh, boy. <laughs> <podcast>.
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: about to go to bed soon. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is it past your bedtime, Stephanie? <laughs>
0: she <laughs> said she's just head. about to go to bed. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll be clear of her in a second.
1: We <laughs> put over this last week. <laughs> oh,
0: we should have a counter of how many times Stephanie interrupts this stream.
1: We should. You you we should. <laughs>
0: All right, are you done? Three so far. Nope, there's another one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I know. It's back to the motivation part because that was too much of a distraction. But uh, <laughs> don't get distracted. That's a big thing about staying motivated. But uh, you know, surround yourself with good people because your circle kind of rubs off on you. So if you're around some lazy peeps, you'll probably turn out lazy. Uh, if you're around motivated individuals, people that push themselves, you'll tend to push yourself as well because you want to uh, stay with them and compete. I mean, you've got to be a little bit of a competitor, I guess, naturally. But, you, yep. I mean, motivation comes internally. So you make sure you're, you're doing things for the right reasons. You're not, you know, just living someone else's, I guess. I don't know why people would do that anyways. But... uh. Well, what about you, Zach? I know you've been lifting for a while. How do you stay motivated on staying So consistent basically, with that? I mean,
1: like, the lifting side is one thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I really did not Like, when I played sports, I was, like, super young. So, like, I didn't really have that, like, op- like I didn't have that, like, option to do it because I was so young. I didn't even know, like, when I picked up a football, I didn't even know, like, what to do. I was just kind of thrown into it. So, like, I can't really speak to it as an athlete, but as someone that's, like, into it, just in general, like I've been lifting for years and it's hard to stay motivated all the time. Like there's days, obviously, and you know, this. there's days like you don't want to go and, and lift or like there's days you're like, you know, I'm just really tired of playing ball today. Like stuff like that. It's tough to kind of stay consistent with it in that aspect of it. But the days that you don't want to are the days you need to go because those are the days that you break that fourth wall. Like you just kind of push through and it makes those days that are harder in the future easier because it doesn't get easier it just stays the same and it's all mentality because I mean you can have a good day just in general and go lift and you have a bad lift session or you can have a really bad day and you're just not kind of not feeling it you go lift and you're in the gym for two hours and you feel really good or vice versa you know it can kind of go both ways so you kind of just have to like keep telling yourself like yeah you might be psyching yourself out for a minute or two but at the end of the day like gym's gonna stay there your body's not gonna change unless you change it so you kind of have to make that move and just kind of go for it instead of just kind of sitting back and just oh, i'll just do it tomorrow because in reality like it's i mean it's a cliche but at the same time like it's really true like you, you're just gonna put it off to tomorrow but at the end of the day you're just making it worse for yourself because that motivation it goes lower and lower every time you miss that day like, there are rest days but at the end of the day too there's you really aren't resting because your mentality is still moving. Like, your, your mind is still going. You're not going to stop thinking. So days that, like, I have rest days, even on my rest days, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go hit the gym for, like, 30 minutes just to do something because, like, it's tough to just sit there and not do anything. Even if it's, like, the next day I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to have full workout, but I don't feel like working out. You do it anyway. It's just something you kind of have to push through. It's just a barrier, barrier you can't let stop you, really, at the end of the day.
0: I mean, if you're going to do something, you might as well do it to your best abilities, right? You wanna be the best yep. version of yourself possible. So that should be enough motivation in itself. just you not letting you down and you giving yourself the best fighting chance in whatever you're doing.
1: Yep. Now now speaking as an athlete too, like what I know, I, I know how you worked, but like what is what do you see also like in basketball players that you're around uh, whether you, when you were coaching or now that you're training them, like what is their schedule? Like do you like the ones that are, that are like dedicated. What is their schedule like? Because I know there's a lot of players out there that aren't dedicated and they just kind of lift or or train whenever. What should it be like? Or the ones that are dedicated, what are they doing?
0: Well, what they should be doing is whatever you're trying to get to. Whatever they're doing, you need to be doing that. And maybe some more but so if your goal is the nba how does the nba player train how many how many workouts a day does he have What's his you know sleep schedule like you know how many reps is he getting up during those workouts what is con you know uh contained in those workouts how do they manage those workouts and uh you know staying consistent and understanding that that consistency will lead you to success, but it's a long road. It's a bunch of just tiny, tiny little baby steps. And it's a long process. It is not for the weak of heart. It's something that is you're gonna go through emotional roller coasters. So when it comes to the schedule, like you're gonna spend, you know, two to three workouts a day, whether they're sport related they're you know weight room related or rehab related or you know stability Pilates whatever you're doing you know you have different stuff throughout your day and then basketball specifically you got your 500 shots a day that's six days a week seven days a week you got practice if you are on a team maybe you're go to the park get you know some skill working because you need skill work and you probably need I mean, shoot, for every game you play, including pickup, three to five hours of skill work. If you want to see continuous growth and your skill development as well, you know that that time adds up. So your schedule is pretty packed. You got school for eight hours a day. You got to be you got to sleep for six to eight hours a day, no matter what. You got to eat three times, four, five times a day, depending on your your schedule, maybe what you're doing, maybe you're trying to build weight. But uh, it's a huge time consumer. You know, so then that's where a lot of people don't understand that's why there's only especially in our area i mean there's really not much for them to like see and go off of so it's a little bit unfortunate in that aspect but there's only like a handful of individuals that are actually doing the right things
1: that top one percent it's hard to get into
0: yeah
1: yeah i know another thing too that i was going to kind of um pull up too which um i mean we've talked nutrition before so Basically, just off nutrition-wise, like, that's just something you kind of have to, like you said, based off of what you're trying to do. Um, everyone should have, like, a basic nutrition plan, but we all know they that most people don't, especially if you're in high school. In college, like, if you go to a D1 school, they're going to put you on a meal plan. Like, they just are. It, all those strength conditioning coaches will put them on one. And whether they follow it or not, you can tell based off their play because that is – your source of fuel is what you put in your body so it's it's tough because a lot of a lot of kids like i'll have a lot of a lot of guys coming to me just from football um i've had a couple of basketball players mostly football they'll come to me and be like so what should i be eating well i had one kid he was eating once or twice a day and he would just be tired all the time but once we changed it to where now he's eating four or five times a day he's lost 12 or 15 pounds he is starting to gain muscle back but his energy levels are so much higher and that's a thing too if you're not eating right and you're working out six seven days a week you're not going to have the energy your body can't output what you want it to do so nutrition super important i just feel like it's like you said this area it's there's not many guys doing stuff i feel like that's a big problem too is and that's not just down here there's a lot of places that people like kids aren't doing it but nutrition is a huge factor that people aren't paying attention to because that is such a huge thing that Not many people realize that it is literally sixty to seventy-five percent of why people don't go to where they want to go or get to that place or that performance level that they think they can get, because their potential is just not being reached just based off nutrition alone. Now I was gonna ask you too, like we kind of like went over it before. Either like what, like take it back to when you were playing basketball. If there was anything that, since you know now, like you've learned a lot, is there anything you would change at all?
0: Uh, actually, there's quite a bit I would change. I mean, it's not like the effort wasn't there, so it wasn't that type of factor. It was more along the lines right. of just knowledge of it, what to do with that time. Because before, you go to the gym and you hit bench because that's what they do in high school. You hit squats out if you got a squat machine, but you know most neighborhoods don't have free weights. So you're hitting a Smith machine or a little leg press that goes no higher than 250, 300 because they don't care and yeah uh, i mean you don't know i mean the advances in social media has definitely made it easier to attain all this knowledge pack yeah i don't know 10 15 years ago like it was a little bit there. it was a little bit drier there was the start of it but it was like music videos and everything it wasn't detailed broken down now you have every trainer and all the trainers coming up and all the professional trainers with all this content out and it's there's so much to get, so yep. uh, there's a lot I would change. I mean, just just the material type of thing of what I would have spent my time doing and understanding how it would have benefited me. I mean, I can't I couldn't imagine what type of player I would have been just understanding the X's and O's of basketball after kind of coaching it for as long as I've coached it yeah. now, and then being behind the skill development part of it. So I understand how the individual is broken down skill-wise so that way they can fit pieces for the system for the coach and now understanding this for what what a coach would want what systems they play what moves would work best what moves are more efficient in those spaces so I just think the growth of the IQ would have been a lot faster because you know I was always trying to be aware of what was going on but I didn't know like why things were done like why that's a bad shot, where else good shots are made, what we're really trying to do. It's more of like we pinpoint one, but we won't even talk about where the defense is going to come from. So there's just... kind of comes to the coaching of what, what the area... There's not really
1: yeah.
0: much in-depth when it comes to the details. And it's kind of hard because you have a... You, there's not much pay, because I would know personally. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of time commitment. And then you get a whole lot of issues with kind of like attitudes and commitment kind of just it's a it's rough kids just aren't there's i mean not here locally it's probably different other areas because the level of sport like individual like i mean baseball is probably better here than other areas because kids are able to play baseball longer than let's say minnesota but the basketball players in california are (laughs) new york way better than Especially our area. Our area is,
1: Light years away.
0: Yeah. So it's just it's just a tough spot because there's not much to go off of, at least basketball-wise.
1: I know a lot, too. Like, a lot of that wasn't your fault back then because, like you said, social media was huge. Like, the research and the time you can put in just by watching YouTube videos or, or Instagram videos or TikTok videos, for that matter, that stuff in general can teach you stuff more than half these coaches do anymore because, like, these guys are creating the content – and if you consume it enough, and you go practice that content that you consume, I mean, I mean, kids can you go can,
0: into a video game nowadays and have the entire yeah. playbook, and they can run through yep. practices, and they get literally shown what NBA players are doing on a daily basis. All these NBA players are giving you, you know, day of the life. They're giving you all this video content, inside access, documentaries of everything that's going on. Like, yep. you have so much access to everything. Like, if you don't maximize what you're doing it's because of you
1: yep i like, feel like that too is like a huge thing now like back when like we were in high school and we were like into sports i feel like like i'm not gonna say we were a disadvantage, but there was a lot less opportunity because you were relying on the coaches and the staff there to kind of teach you because there just wasn't a lot of content now, if you get someone to come to you and complaining about not getting work available to, like, to like learn with someone, yeah, maybe someone can't afford a trainer. You can literally go on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok and have a trainer almost all the time. And, yeah, they might not be able to see you as you're working, but you can at least learn how to do a drill and practice that drill nonstop until you see it right. And then you obviously portray that in the game or in practice. So they there's so much more opportunity now, like – I don't feel bad when someone comes up to me and says, Oh, I, I can't afford a trainer, or I can't get into work, or I, I can't learn from my coach. There's so much stuff you can do. You can go outside of school and learn on your own.
0: I've never had a trainer, not one session ever. Yep. Been to one camp, went to two exposure events, and, you know, a few different tryouts. And some retryouts and stuff like that, but you know, I I just wish I would have been around more basketball minded individuals. Would have been such a like a, a just like a, like a speed ramp of what my timeline's been. So, yep. I mean, just knowledge is huge in how to spend my time because I spent the time. I was already there. I just wish I would.
1: But you in the work.
0: Yeah, I just wish I would have been able to put in better work.
1: Or Very... the the right work, the right work, the work you should have been putting in.
0: Yeah, the details.
1: Now, now going into like the the coaching thing, I know obviously you were you are a coach and you're trying, you're kind of itching back into that direction too. I wanted to get your perspective on it because I I've known like you through your coaching and everything, so like I've seen you coach in other in certain areas, and then I haven't in, in like high school for the most part. But I want to get your like kind of just mentality around coaching in general. So, like, what is it, like, just to kind of start, what is it something that, like, when you go into a team, obviously, like, let's say, for instance, you're going to go to a high school in the area, and you're just going to go in there, and you haven't met these players, you're just kind of there, you're a new coach. Uh-huh. What is it that helps you get those kids or just and players to buy in, to, like, to buy into you? Because, obviously, like, when they're coach, you're coaching for them, but they're playing for you. So if they don't buy in, they're not going to play for you.
0: I mean, first impression is probably, I mean, that's with anything, but you're going to establish what your kind of standard is for your program. So making sure that you have a very organized and you've planned this out of what your kind of floor plan is for the season coming forward and probably the next few seasons because you're if you're just jumping into a program or rebuilding or you're I don't know what you're getting yourself into it could be dealt you know aces but I doubt it I'm sure that there's some working pieces that need to be kind of worked out and figuring out you know individuals and styles of play and who knows if there's issues you know with internally whether it's old coaching staff you know players you just never know so there's there's so much so to get them to buy in you just have to know like that you can't let anything fly you want to be on top of everything you is the more organized you are the more serious the kids will take you the less you joke around the less you fool around the less they'll fool around making sure you're just putting your best foot forward on an every daily basis don't get caught slacking because if you get a kid a little bit of leash, they're going to uh, take it and run and rip your arm off. So, like, it's. it's Sorry, someone just messaged me on Instagram about a session. <laughs> Sorry, you can't distract us.
1: It happens. Sometimes. For the right reasons.
0: No, I forgot where I was. I mean, like, if you've seen Coach Carter, pretty much the same. Like, you know, walking, giving the most respect. You don't want to be, like, a a super jerk because you want everyone to be respectful to each other. So, saying that right foot forward, leading by example, um, kind of laying out what your expectations are. At Lehigh, that was actually something that Coleman did really well he gave kind of a contract at the beginning of every season for the parents and the players to sign understanding what the expectation was what the year was going to in like be or include and you know what the consequences were like there was very strict rules to everything GPA so there's all these little factors so going back to being organized knowing what you're doing beforehand being able to then show and get them to buy into that as well as early as possible and kind of be I, I'm, I'm pretty open and honest with my players because I feel like the more that they know and the more that they're understanding of my level the better that they're set moving into a situation and making the right decision so you know you, you want them to know as much as possible now you don't want them you don't need to be like a straight up you know like mean and like you need to know how to talk to every individual so it you just said I'm just walking into a program so I don't know my individual I don't know my players I don't know their habits I don't know who breaks down easily I don't know who fights back when they're fired up I, so all those factors come with over time but you know just yep. really just send by example and you know being organized and just being able to, I, I like the contract the contracts a big it's nice because it's on paper you're able to sit down and talk about it and they are able to then say, can you commit to this? If not, there's a door.
1: Yeah. So you would say, so like transitioning to that basically, so you're saying like relation, building relationships is going to be something that's super important. So like not just player to player, coach to coach, but player to coach and coach to player. So like everyone kind of has to be like bonded together in order for it to work it's like a well-oiled machine like if you guys are all clicking everyone kind of plays for each other and that's kind of what keeps everything going right
0: i've been with so many different programs and it's weird <laughs> to see how different the, dyna- the dynamic is with the different groups of individuals when i was at cyprus and i played there was like three or four different groups and we all kept separate as i then transferred into coaching there were still those same clicks through those different graduating classes so then I went to Lehigh and over there like everyone was brothers like they've all been around each other for their entire lives they played on all the same teams their bond they just knew how each other moved and you could tell the difference on the floor and now that I'm at Gateway there was a lot of transfers this past year and a lot of seniors that were graduating so there's a lot of just competitiveness for touches and shots and trying to prove yourself so it was a it was a tough year in that aspect of figuring out roles and really you know filling a role to fill the betterment of the team and so that it was tough on this year but you know graduating gives a chance for the underclassmen to step up with those new roles fill those shoes better because I know uh, RJ is new to the program he's like year two or three I think three now so he should have a good, you know, base underneath the kids that have been there. The younger ones have now kind of a little bit older. They'll be the seniors or the juniors. They are the foundation of the program. So this next year looks like it should be pretty solid moving forward.
1: Yeah, so basically, like, going off of that, too, um, what what do you think is the key to a successful program? So, like, is it – really a majority of the coaching or is it a majority of the players like so what what are what would you say like maybe let's put it this way percentage wise what is more important is it the players being more developed and then developing or is it the coaches knowing how to coach their players
0: so locally there's not i mean there is there's a lot of it's so easy to transfer here locally so it's so hard to like spread out the talent and distribute it evenly even if it was based off your location because kids just write a random address somewhere else and they can get into a school totally like and just stack teams so in that regard it's I say it's coaches here locally it's more coaches than anything if you're not given the information, you're not going to be able to succeed. So if the coaches can't give that to the players but it hurts the players not really at the high school level, it really hurts in like the middle school age and the elementary because there's really not much going on here so they're not learning basketball until they get into high school. And I don't know if you were here earlier but we don't get paid like anything. It's the worst paying county in the country. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this because I don't coach there anymore, but a basketball stipend is like sixteen hundred before taxes as a head coach of a varsity program. Your assistants get twelve hundred. You only get two of those unpaid, and that's all year. You don't get no summer. You don't get none of that. It's just one time for the season. If you make it to the playoffs, you get an extra like one hundred and fifty. Like it's it's tough with these coaches. So like, there's not really much incentive to get quality coaching, and they're so quick to move, and with the freedom of kids to move, if a coach moves and kids likes the coach, kids transfer, then a new coach steps in, and the cycle is just ugly. It's hard to have a coach that has a long tenure to where they can really build a great foundation so they're gonna have continuous success through the different classes as they graduate. It's just, I, I say it's coaching, because, the kids are here. There's so many kids. And it's not just the high school level, so it's it, it just being having more opportunities for the kids to play, having more leagues. Whether it's, you know, youth leagues, and they're paid, or they're like church leagues, or they're um, like uh, I forget what they're called. But they're like certain locations where like Different communities will just have programs for kids. We just don't have that. There's just nothing around here that's, especially sports. So it's tough for kids to get into a young age and stay Mm -hmm. committed to it, and then get the guidance because there's only a few trainers. I mean that's, it's beneficial, for me especially now moving forward. But I just, it hurts when there's only a few outlets for the information, and there's so many mouths to feed.
1: So basically like you're just saying that a lot of it has to do with just the area not having that type of resource for everyone to go off of. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, it's basically just a, like a lot la- just a lack of resources, which I mean it's it's been that way for a while too, so I'm not really too surprised. Now well, the one other thing I was going to ask you basically would be what what do you do to get the most out of players like I know not obviously every player is gonna be quote unquote good or like gonna make it but at the same time what are your kind of like I don't know how you call me what what are you what are your kind of like coaching ways of getting the most out of players that you know can possibly get to a d1 school or possibly get to a different level or even maybe if they're not that good how do you get them to be in that upper tier of like maybe even just being ranked in the state you know what i mean
0: getting them to understand and a lot of it's just being open and honest being straightforward from the jump but uh, getting them to understand what is required to make it so that they're under so they have all the right information as soon as possible so that way they can implement and really give themselves a fighting chance to compete at that high level. You know, and, and to whether they're behind the group and behind the pack and they need to catch up, understanding that it, there's going to be struggle, that you're there for them, but it's just a lot of time and you're going to have to be mentally tough through the entire process because it's, it's, it's just ups and downs, and that's all it's going to be a lot to take but once you get through it and things and you're starting to grow and you see the fruits of your labor things just get easier it naturally gets more fun and then for it's just it's a natural process
1: yeah i know it's it's going to be obviously different for everybody cuz like i said there's you got the players that they've been playing since they were middle school so they kind of have that Head start, And then you got a lot of players just kind of start fresh as a ninth grader. And it kind of like it puts them behind because a lot of guys, they want to be oh like they think if they think by sophomore junior year, they're going to be a type of player where they got people coming out to watch. But
0: oh, yeah. it doesn't work that There's way. There's so many kids that because of the middle school, uh, you only get four games in a season, or at least it was four games in a season. And they only have one level program, so you have 12 individuals for every middle school that play. The coaches are going to you know, try to win those four games, so you can play two more games. So they're only going to play the five best players. So you have maybe 100 players out of probably over a 1,000 kids that are really tr- getting minutes, and they're only getting four to six games. So then they enter high school, you get the freshman level, you get probably 8 to f- 12 to 14 games. You're good enough to play JV, you'll get maybe a 12 to 18 game schedule and then as a varsity player you'll probably play a 20 to 25 game schedule without districts and preseason but there's just not a lot of opportunities for kids to play you need more games because the experience is is so important and it's so hard to get because you're not going to get, the coaches aren't going to put you in live game actions and different schemes and different situations to where you're going to get that experience through that practice and through those drills. I mean, those game reps, so you're gonna have, you need that those games and then you only get so many per year. And then depending on the program you're under, you might not get any games in the summer. The time I spent with Cypress, we had very minimal games in the summer. And when I spent time with Lehigh, we had season would end in mid to late February because we played playoffs and we'd go to regionals we would then be in like May and already be playing in night leagues and having uh, scrimmages in our gym and and other gyms to then having in the month of June over 40 games for just the varsity program 20 to 30 games for the JV program 20 games for the freshman program so depending on where you go you get a huge different experience as well which then whether it could set you up for success or totally puts you way behind so it goes back to this. yeah it's, it's probably the coaching and and probably the community yeah, no, staffs i know, I know yeah it's hard to get one good coach now entire staff especially ones that can be in. Yeah. The, another thing is it's kind of tough here locally like they don't get keys out gym space is super rough you're competing and then there's so many other activities. And then COVID has been super tough. So I couldn't imagine being a coach over this last year, year and a half. It's probably been like a pain. Just
1: to get the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that kind of hopefully like soon it'll, all that kind of stuff will end so we can kind of have a little bit more normalcy when it comes to getting, getting players ready. I know like training-wise it's starting to open up a little bit to where we can have more access to Gyms and things like that. I know a couple, um, a couple of these gyms. Like I know, like LA Fitness. The, a couple of them changed to East Sporta. Ooh, so you they're know they're going to be
0: twenty four seven.
1: I heard, yeah.
0: I can't wait. I'm gonna play some hoops at two a.m.
1: <laughs> no one's gonna be out there. It's gonna be one or two people out there shooting.
0: You know, since it's twenty four seven, we could go work any time and have an entire facility. But pretty much, I wonder. Should we do performance or mechanics?
1: ah, that's a good segue. I like it.
0: <laughs> so, so, like, I know, like, you got to do both. Well, why and which one do you think is more important?
1: So it's funny because I get this, I get this a lot, and the reason why I kind of like came up with this this idea is that I literally it's not just new people that I train it's almost just even in the middle of like tr- like training a training program that I'm giving they're like oh what's more important is it me being able to push more weight or is it me being able to do this push this weight more efficiently and maybe just go lower so basically performance versus mechanics obviously there's different ways of doing it. There's nothing really more important. You're both. You both need to do them correctly. I, I let, let's just kind of get that out of the way. You, both of those between performance and mechanics. If you can't do one right, you're not going to do the other right. More importantly, mechanics. If you don't have the mechanics down, your performance isn't going to be there. So the mechanics are always mastered first before you get into performance. And if people don't really understand what mechanics, that's pretty much your form. If your form and the way you your body movement, if your human movement system is not moving the the move that particular movement correctly, you cannot perform at a higher level. The it just will never it'll never improve. And if it does improve, it's a very very small amount, and it's going to take a while to get there. So you really have to get a solid base down, no matter what. So whenever you go to a, it. If you've been training and you go to a new trainer, I would definitely, like, be careful of how you approach that trainer because I get a lot of this. They'll be like, hey, coach, why why are you starting me down here? I've been training for a while. I just trained with this guy over here, blah, 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 Well, for me, I don't know what you can do. I don't know how you move. I don't know how what they did with you or what you've been training. So – I have to build a base for you if you're gonna be with me long term. So I know where you're at. So when we do get past the mechanic stage and we go into that performance stage, I can properly judge you and get you to the right pace instead of me just throwing stuff at you and you might not be moving that weight as efficiently as possible. You might might look like it, but it doesn't mean you're doing it correctly. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of things that people get kind of like screwed up with it's you can let's say you can move 225 pounds but if you move it and it for a most time it's gonna look horrible if you don't do it right or b you're not using the correct muscles that's the really the main point if you're not doing that correctly then you're really just doing it for no reason so it's kind of a wasted movement and you know that it's the same thing with basketball like if you don't do something correctly it's a wasted movement if you're just dribbling the ball between your legs back and forth back and forth what is that doing it's doing absolutely nothing you're not moving with your feet the ball's just moving back and forth in one spot the waste waste, of wasted movement
0: yeah that's it, a great point you know i was just talking about on yesterday's stream now we were talking about the details of shooting and breaking down the shot and those micro details and it's the same thing so yeah. the mechanics before then the performance to be able to you know do those mechanics yeah so uh, they work hand in hand you gotta have one before the other You gotta walk before you yep. run yep. just gotta That's learn fact. yeah
1: yeah and, and i can kind of give you an example of basketball is like everyone wants to like move like james Harden. everyone wants because they, they see how quick he can move but yeah he they're like oh he just over dribbles yeah he dribbles a lot but if you really look at what he's doing he dribbles the same way every time and when he makes those dribble moves he'll go between the legs three four times in a row but he already knows what he's doing he knows where he's going to go so he's setting up his movement to whether he's going to go left or he's going to go right and do a step back to the right side for a fadeaway three or he's going to go back down the middle and throw a lob up to deandre jordan or kevin durant because he's just going to do a couple dribbles between the legs beat you off the dribble and go right up the middle Like, things like that, I I think people really misunderstand, like, this guy is trained that specific way for so long, and he mastered his movements to where he can do stuff like that and be productive. And I think that's a lot of times, like, just in any sport, people kind of look at the professionals. They don't look to see the work they put in beforehand. They just see where they're at now. So they're like, oh, I can do that. But they don't know the proper skill or proper movement to kind of get to that that reaction phase. And that's a lot of it to do with when it comes to just strength training beforehand. I guarantee you someone like James Harden was in the weight room, perfecting certain movements, whether it's lateral or just basically front and back foot movements, like ankle mobility. Like that's something that's super huge when it comes to trying to beat someone off the dribble. Cause you have to have a really strong back foot and without ankle mobility, you can't go left and right. And he's really shifty. So like, that's the type of stuff that people don't realize like that is a beginner stage thing like you do ankle mobility and flexibility way before you do that high speed and high weight performance stuff Yep. so i think that's another thing that they kind of kids especially kids now high schoolers and even college kids they kind of get lost in the shuffle because they don't understand that and they just kind of want to think oh i can just do it because i i've seen it on tv and i think i can do that move
0: so i noticed you mentioned about Having like an order of it, is there anything that would go before mechanics?
1: Um, I mean, technically that's kind of like the base. Like I think we touched on it last week when we, when you had I had like the phases of training. You have like a stabilization phase, and stabilization is pretty close to mechanics. Stabilization is just basically your groundwork, and mechanics is basically your groundwork before you kind of step up to that like weight range or more difficulty of a challenge raise when it comes to a particular movement like for instance like a jumping movement a lot of times you're going to start off with just landing mechanics so you know how to land off of a jump but then you want to kind of progress okay let's go into hurdles all right well now we can we can clear a seven eight inch hurdle let's start doing box jumps well now you have to learn how to jump and land and then you have to learn how to land off that that, like a death drop, like that's something a lot of people kind of just throw the waste out. Like it's super important to learn how to land off of the box or even just to land onto the box. So it's progressions. So I would say mechanics is more based off of, of progression. So there's really nothing that you would do pr- like prior to it. Stabilization and mechanics kind of go hand in hand. They're just kind of two different categories, but they're at the same level. So the levels those are the same. You can do mechanics before you do stabilization your mechanics might not be as good. So I would say maybe stabilization would be first, but you can kind of do them both at the same time and it won't really be too difficult to kind of do both because they both kind of work the same muscle groups when you work them. It's just kind of knowing how to load someone. If you can load correctly with them, whether it's weight or if you're just just distributing a certain weight to a certain side or just body movement in general, if you kind of dictate it in that way, you can do them both at the same time. So there's really nothing beforehand you can kind of do them both at the same time and you'll get the same type of productivity out of it
0: is there a certain amount of time that you would spend on the like the foundation of mechanics
1: so just a basic foundation i would say it would take about four to six weeks uh i like to kind of base off at least a four to five week program but my my normal one is four to six especially if, if the client is long term um or if you're just kind of going off if i'm building someone a program four to six weeks that's what you want to start off it sounds like a long time but you really need it um it's something that's super important now you can kind of like if you can kind of cut it down a bit if you want if you want to go to three to four weeks that's fine too um it depends how many times you're working out too because if you're only doing it two three times a week you need the four to six weeks if you're going four to five times a week in the gym you can probably get away with four weeks and uh, progress from there now mechanics are always going to kind of grow as you get into it you'll learn mechanics go with progressions as well so like even though let's say for instance you go up and wait your tempo is going to be different so your mechanics for that tempo is going to change so mechanics are always going to be involved when you get to the performance level i think a lot of it is just kind of being disciplined throughout of, re- remembering that like the movements are similar the tempos might be different so you kind of have to learn that mechanics will always be different for each training level you just have to kind of remember that it's a process when you get to the next step so once you do p- you pass that first stage you remember, okay, well, I learned mechanics for this workout or this exercise or this movement. Well, what if we give you a different movement, but you've never done before because you only do it with only weights? Like, for instance, bench pressing. Like, you're not going to bench press with no weight. Like, you're going to bench press with something. So as you progress, let's say you're throwing up 185. Well, now you can throw 185 12 times. Now I want you to do it with tempo because now I want a 4 up and 2 negative. So 4 up and 2 negative – a little bit different so now your speed is different your reps are going to be at 12 your reps might be at seven or eight so your mechanics now are changing so for mechanic wise you're going slower your muscles are being held isometrically a lot longer and that's i think what you have to remember is mechanics will always keep going it's it's just the one thing that it's just forever going to be there whether you're at this level or that level
0: you might as well benefit your movements and get the best productivity and yep. then save your body as well for injuries.
1: Right. That's a big thing. Injury injury prevention. You gotta have good mechanics or you're you're gonna have injuries.
0: Yeah, everyone wants us to push the most weight. I wanna take this video real quick. I gotta give my one representative mm-hmm. so You know it one rep costs your back, whether your knee. It happens. I've seen it happen. Yeah, easily too. Yep. Not knock on yeah,
1: knock, knock on knock on something. Oh, damn. I don't have any. Wood I've, I've been
0: lucky. I've been lucky. I can say that.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple minor shoulder things, but other than that, nothing too crazy. It's it's tough because like a lot of a lot of athletes, like they'll um, they have such a strenuous schedule, and they'll kind of load up on sessions or they will load up on training, but there is such such thing as called overtraining, and believe it or not, people people don't think it's uh, they think it's a myth it's true your body needs to rest and your body needs to perform at the highest level and for you to put it through that much trauma already if you're already not doing the workouts properly that is only going to elevate the risk of injury if you're already overtraining, so if you're working out seven days a week not resting you're doing two workouts a day and you're not performing those workouts correctly the injury risk just skyrockets it skyrockets
0: yeah take care of your bodies man spend time on the court Not off. Yep. Too many people take themselves out of their own seasons.
1: Yep. As a fact. What you? you
0: Unfortunate. That tattoo is looking nice.
1: It's clean, man. I I gotta
0: get me one.
1: Oh. You gotta get one, man.
0: Yeah, but first. It's it's coming. It's coming. First, we gotta fill up my shoulders, so we gotta get these mechanics down, so So we can get this performance going. I need to get thick. Coming
1: next week. It's coming next week. Yeah, so focus. Gotta get back to your old self.
0: I focus on shoulders. Basketball player. I want to focus on my shoulders, my back, rotational trunk, strength, core, and then you know make my lower body what it used to be, and work on my hips because I've never had good hips. <laughs> I know you saw me today. I, get was, those things opened I was up. taking some some time with today.
1: Important. Major key.
0: Major key. We low key need to wrap this up. I just realized what time it was. I gotta be up at 5 a.m. I
1: hear you on that one.
0: <laughs> oh no, I didn't even message him <laughs> back. Trick, he doesn't that. even know. Yeah,
1: Zach uh, Plug away. Hurry
0: up. <laughs> ETHQ, YouTube, plug, plug, plug. ETHQ, TikTok, Twitter. This is fitness and stuff. My name is Cody King. This is Zachary Baptista. If you want to catch us on our video portion, check the YouTube at ETHQ239. If you want some of this glorious merch, website's down below ETHQ239.com. Check us out on Anchor, Apple Music, possibly Spotify. I know we're on a, a few other Pandora, ones. Pandora, Google Chrome, Google Chrome. There's no excuse. You can All listen of them. you can listen to us everywhere. See our yep. pretty face on our YouTube. But yep. I got to go. I got to wake up at five. That's, only stuff a few, I do. that's a few hours away. I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you guys for joining us. This was Fitness and Stuff. Zach's got a tattoo. He's going to finish it in a few weeks. I can't wait. It looks great. You guys have a good one.